that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you have loved those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Don't even the pagans do that. Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Two other men, both criminals, were also led out with him to be executed. And they came to the place called the Skull. They crucified him there along with the criminals, one on his right, the other on his left. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. During this week of horrific violence against our brothers and sisters in Israel, and as the world awaits the impending ground assault on Gaza, where more uh, bloodshed is guaranteed, the words of Jesus are particularly relevant for us today. You have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy, but I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. As most of us have experienced, this is difficult. And to love those who hurt us, to love those who we perceive to be our enemies, to love those who seem to have done wrong to us. And yet Jesus' words to us today are not just words to us because Jesus followed through on his own command to love your enemies. As he's there being crucified, as he's there dying on the cross, we're told that Jesus asked the Father to forgive those who were doing this to him. And so Jesus is not just a man who gives commands, who tells us what to do, but Jesus was a man who lived his commands. And because he's done for us what we can't do for ourselves, Jesus invites us into a relationship with him where he is capable of empowering us through his spirit to also love those who hurt us, to love those who oppress us, as challenging as that may be. And so after a a week, and I know we're a long way away uh, from Israel, but all of us have been weighed and burdened by the violence, not just there, but all over the, the world, wars, Ukraine. And so we can take to heart what Jesus has said, but also what Jesus has uh, done. And so today, as we've mentioned, we're coming together to share in the Lord's Supper Christianity's most ancient practice. Uh, initiated by Jesus himself, where he got together with his disciples and he broke the bread and he drank the drink and he invited us to drink it too. And so as we celebrate the communion service, we are reminded that we are taking Jesus and his actions and his power 
into ourselves. We are uh, acknowledging that we are uh, operating under a different philosophy than the world's philosophy. The world's philosophy says an eye for an eye. If someone hurts you, you hurt them back. And Jesus' invitation to us is different. Love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. We will never be able to do this on our own. And so that's why Jesus invites us to take us, to take him into ourselves. And so in a few moments, we're going to break the bread. We're going to ask you, maybe you've already done this, to get some bread or crackers or whatever it is. It's a symbol of Jesus. To get the bread and to get the crackers and to get the drink. And we're going to take the bread and we're going to eat it. And we're going to drink the drink, and it's going to empower us so that we can do what God has called us to do, be who God has called us to be, and we can live in the grace and the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ who has given us these instructions to be loving in this broken and battered world. What more does the world need today than people who are capable of loving those who are against us? May God do this in us today. Amen.